0: Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch com and you can apply for a free trial lesson and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. Okay, so let's crack on with the lesson today. As we said, advanced English lesson all to do with advanced adjectives and we have 20 in total. Okay, let's go through them one by one. So the first one good. Okay, so this is, yeah, oh, the weather is good, the food was good. So, what words can we use instead? Well, we can use excellent or superb. Oh, the weather is excellent, really hot, it's above 20 degrees every day for the last week, and you really, really feel good when you step outside. Or superb, yes, oh, yeah, the food was superb, you really should go to that restaurant that I've never tasted better. So, good excellent or superb. For example, the concert was excellent with the musicians delivering a flawless performance. The concert was excellent with the musicians delivering a flawless performance. The chef's cooking was superb with each dish perfectly seasoned and beautifully presented. So, the chef's cooking was superb with each dish Perfectly seasoned and beautifully presented. So there you've got examples of good, ordinary adjective. And you can replace it with excellent or superb. And you've got examples as to how you can use both of those. So let's take the second one, number two, bad. And the two alternatives that I have for you are terrible and atrocious. So just be careful with the pronunciation of that terrible, easy atrocious atrocious okay just to make sure you get the right stress atrocious so we often use bad and terrible and atrocious when we're talking about the weather so let me give you an example the weather today is bad so that's the basic use of the adjective the weather today is bad the food at the restaurant was terrible And the service was even worse. So you go to that restaurant and it was a big mistake. The food at the restaurant was terrible and the service was even worse. Now if we use atrocious it brings it up a level and it means shockingly bad or cruel or really really terrible. Okay so for example the conditions in the prison were atrocious with inmates living in inhumane conditions. The Conditions in the prison were atrocious with inmates living in inhumane conditions. So atrocious and terrible, two alternatives to the adjective bad. Number three, happy. So ordinary adjective, happy, happy person, a happy smile. Okay, and two alternative words, joyful and ecstatic, ecstatic, joyful, ecstatic. I'm happy to see you. Very basic. I'm happy to see you. Joyful means a feeling of great happiness or delight. The children were joyful as they opened their Christmas presents. The children were joyful as they opened their Christmas presents. And ecstatic, the example of this would be winning the championship for the team left them feeling ecstatic with joy. Okay. So winning the championship for the team left them feeling ecstatic with joy. Okay. So two words, ecstatic, joyful to replace happy. Now, number four, if we use the the adjective sad, and again, it's just a very ordinary adjective. Sad, she was sad after the breakup of her marriage. She was sad or felt sad at the death of her pet dog. And two alternative adjectives could be melancholy, and sorrowful, melancholy, and sorrowful. And again, just be careful with the pronunciation, particularly on that word melancholy. Melancholy, a feeling of sadness or pensive thoughtfulness, or something deep in thought. Let me give you an example. The melancholy song brought back memories of a lost love and left her feeling blue. So therefore paints a picture that somebody really had a lost love many, many years or decades ago. And when she heard this song, it brought back all those unhappy memories. The melancholy song brought back memories of a lost love and left her feeling blue. And then sorrowful. Sorrowful means a feeling of sadness or distress. She looked at the old family photos with a sorrowful expression, missing the days when they were all together. Okay, so a feeling of deep sorrow, sorrowful. So she looked at the old family photos with a sorrowful expression, a really sad expression on her face. Number five. So the simple adjective here, Big. Yeah. The big house, the big rock, the big tree, very, very ordinary, basic. But two alternative adjectives could be enormous and colossal. Enormous and colossal. And again, just be careful on the pronunciation, particularly with that word colossal, Okay. So let me give you some examples of that. So enormous, what it means is extremely large or something huge, enormous. The elephant was enormous towering over the other animals in the zoo. So the elephant was enormous, towering over all the other animals in the zoo. And colossal means extremely large or massive. So very, very similar. The colossal statue was a testament to the skill of the sculptor. The colossal statue was a testament to the skill of the sculptor. So colossal means something really, really big enormous, massive, or extremely large. So here are two really good adjectives to replace big. So you get fed up using the big tree, the big house, the big news, enormous, colossal, even massive. Number six, we'll go to the opposite, small. And again, ordinary adjective, small, the puppy is small, the piece of cake is small. Two alternatives would be tiny, as, you know, some people say teeny or tiny, or minuscule as a really nice word, minuscule. So, meaning really, really small. So, tiny and minuscule as alternative to the adjective small. For example, the tiny kitten could fit in the palm of my hand. The tiny kitten could fit in the palm of my hand. And minuscule means extremely small. The minuscule font on the label made it impossible to read. The minuscule font on the label made it impossible for me to read. Okay, so minuscule and tiny as alternatives to that adjective small. A very ordinary adjective small. Number seven, fast. So here we're talking about speed, fast. And two alternatives would be rapid and swift. Rapid and swift. So the basic... Adjective fast. He's a fast runner. He drives a fast car. Yeah, okay. And if we look at rapid, rapid means something that happens or moves very quickly or at a fast pace. The train moved at a rapid speed, rushing through the countryside. The train moved at a rapid speed, rushing through the countryside. So you get this feeling of choo-choo-choo as the train Bombs through the countryside, chug-a-chug, chug 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 flying along, okay? And then when we talk about swift, which is the other word for fast, this is something that is moving or happening very quickly or promptly. The swift actions of the paramedics saved his life. The swift actions of the paramedics saved his life, okay? So, swift and rapid alternatives to fast. And then the opposite of fast is slow. So this is number eight, slow. And two alternatives that we have for slow are sluggish and lethargic. Nice adjectives, sluggish and lethargic. Now, if we just take slow, we can say the traffic is slow. The traffic is slow today or very slow. So it's a very ordinary or basic uh, adjective. Sluggish means something lacking energy or something slow to respond. So you can be sluggish if you get up in the morning and you've been tired from the day before, or it's very warm, you might be feeling a little bit sluggish, a little bit slow. The students were sluggish after lunch, struggling to stay awake for the whole of the lesson. So the students were sluggish after lunch, struggling to stay awake for the rest or during the, the lesson or the lecture. And when we are lethargic, then we are really struggling, lacking energy, very lethargic. So the heat made her feel lethargic and she couldn't focus on her work. The heat The intense heat, you know, 35, 40 degrees made her feel lethargic and she was unable or she couldn't concentrate on her work. So lethargic and sluggish, really, really good alternatives instead of something that is slow. But we often use them regarding people. So he was feeling lethargic. She was very sluggish. Yeah. Okay. So the traffic was slow, but the person lethargic or sluggish. Number nine, when we're talking about heat, we talked about uh, feeling hot. So what are alternatives to hot? Scorching, and we can say scorching hot, or sweltering, yeah? Scorching or sweltering. And these are really great adjectives when we're describing the real intense heat of a hot summer's day, a scorching hot day, or a sweltering day. So as a very basic adjective, we could just say it's hot outside, but it doesn't really give any great description. So we can say scorching something extremely hot or burning. So if you ever walk on really, really hot sand next to the beach, oh, this sand is scorching. It's going to burn my feet. Yeah. So the scorching sun beat down on the desert, making it unbearable to walk so when the sand is really hot so the scorching sun beat down on the desert making it unbearable to walk and sweltering is when it's really uncomfortable and humid okay so you can be sitting in a classroom or a, a university room or even in your office without air conditioning and if it's a really hot day it's uncomfortable and you feel uh, all that humidity the sweltering heat of the summer made it difficult to sleep at night so we've all witnessed and experienced that in in the in the past yeah the sweltering heat of the summer made it difficult to sleep at night okay so there again two good alternatives to a very simple basic adjective hot and then number 10 the opposite of hot of course cold and the alternative adjectives we could use are frigid and Icy, frigid and icy. So it could be icy cold. Okay, so the the water, particularly if you go swimming around the coast of Ireland, any time of the year, the water is icy cold. So if we want to use a basic sentence, just the weather is cold today. The weather has been cold this winter or this spring, yeah? So the weather is cold. But if we want to up it a little bit and use more interesting adjectives, then we can say frigid, which means extremely cold. The frigid weather forced the people to stay indoors and bundle up in hot clothes, yeah? So the frigid weather forced people to stay indoors for long periods of time. And icy is when the streets or the trees or the fields are covered with frozen water or frost. So the car skidded on the icy road and crashed into the wall. The car skidded on the icy road and crashed into the wall. Okay, so icy and frigid two Good, strong, uh, advanced adjectives that you can use instead of cold. Okay now we're moving moving on to number 11. and Number 11 is beautiful. That's not such a bad adjective. Beautiful and just quite basic. The view from the mountaintop or the view from my window was beautiful. So very simple basic sentence. The view from the mountaintop or from top of the mountain or from the window the balcony was beautiful. So alternative adjectives that we could use are exquisite And stunning. Exquisite and stunning. Now, exquisite means something extremely beautiful or delicate. Okay, so the exquisite. So a work of art can often be described as exquisite. The artist's work was exquisite with intricate details and stunning colours. Okay, so here we've got both of them used in the one sentence. The artist's work was exquisite with intricate details and stunning colours. Use of colours or stunning colours. So exquisite and stunning, both words that we can use to replace beautiful. And when we use stunning, it's something that's usually very attractive or impressive. Okay, so we can talk about a person being stunning. Okay, so the clothes that they wear as stunning. So something that is very, very attractive or very, very impressive. The sunset over the ocean was stunning with vibrant shades of orange and red. Okay, so the sunset over the ocean was stunning with vibrant shades of orange and red or orange and pink, whichever way you describe the sunset. Okay, now the opposite of beautiful, of course, is ugly. So that's number 12, ugly. So ugly is the ugly sweater or the ugly painting on the wall. Just a very basic description. And two alternative words we could use are unappealing. So something that doesn't appeal to us is unappealing or unsightly, unsightly. Okay. Now, unappealing means something that lacks definition or is lacking in attraction or charm. The dull, unappealing colour of the dress made it difficult for her to stand out at the party. Okay. So somebody goes to a party, they dress, they picked. Well, wasn't quite the one that they really intended to wear, the dull, unappealing colour of the dress made it difficult for her to stand out at the party and unsightly now unsightly means something that's not so nice to look at, yeah, so it could be if there was a demonstration in the city and lots of rubbish on the streets, and that could be unsightly, so unsightly is something unpleasant to look at or unattractive. The graffiti on the wall was unsightly and ruined the appearance of the neighbourhood. So if you go through some city and the walls have been sprayed with graffiti, that can often be very colourful and very artistic, but some other people might regard it as a little bit unsightly. Okay, if there are, as I said, demonstrations in the streets or protests, and people stop collecting rubbish, well then that piled up on the streets, that can also be very unsightly. So rather than saying ugly, we can use unsightly or unappealing to the eye, unappealing or unsightly. Number 13 is easy. Okay, now simple basic sentence. That was an easy task. That was an easy exam. That was an easy question. And two words as alternatives could be effortless or untroublesome, untroublesome. So effortless or untroublesome as replacements for easy. Effortless. Something that you do with ease or without exertion. So you don't have to exert yourself. You do it with ease. This is a good definition of effortless. She made the difficult task look effortless with her natural talent. She made the difficult task seem effortless with her natural talent. And Untroublesome meaning something that doesn't cause us any trouble. So when we describe it, it's not causing difficulty or any problems, easy to manage, easy to deal with. So as the example, the new software was untroublesome and didn't require any technical knowledge to install it. The new software was untroublesome and didn't require any technical knowledge to install it. OK, now let's move on to number 14. So the word, the opposite of easy, of course, is difficult. And alternative words for difficult would be arduous, arduous, and challenging. Challenging, you probably know. Well, arduous, a little bit more difficult. And again, difficult on the tongue, arduous. So a simple basic sentence, that was a difficult exam, that was a difficult test. So arduous means you have to, or it involves great Effort or difficulty. Great effort or difficulty. Climbing to the top of the mountain was an arduous task, but the view from the summit was well worth it. Okay, so climbing to the top of the mountain was an arduous task, but the view from the summit was well worth it. And then challenging as the alternative word for difficult. Challenging means something that tests your abilities or skills. For example, the math problem on the test was challenging, but the students were determined to solve them. The math test or the math problems on the test were challenging, but the students were determined to solve them. Okay, so difficult, challenging, arduous. And again, practice that pronunciation. Arduous. Arduous. Number 15, like me, feeling a little bit old. And the basic word here, that's an old car, that's an old man. Very basic. But if you wanted two alternatives, you can use ancient or antiquated. Ancient or antiquated. And antique comes from antiquated. So ancient means belonging to the very distant past. Okay, so ancient times, ancient history. The ancient civilization of the Mayans left behind many impressive ruins. The ancient civilizations left behind many impressive ruins. And when we use antiquated, it's something that is very outdated or old-fashioned. So you can have an antiquated equipment or antiquated technology. Okay, so the antiquated machinery of the factory was no longer efficient and had to be replaced. The antiquated machinery of the factory was no longer efficient and had to be replaced. So if we want to replace uh, old with ancient, something from bygone years, ancient or antiquated, really old fashioned and out of date. Sixteen is... New. Okay, so the opposite of old is new. So we want to look at a very basic sentence for new that's a new gadget, that's a new dress, that's a new car, whatever it might be. And if we're looking for two uh, alternative words, novel and innovative. Novel and innovative. Novel means something new or original. Okay, her novel approach to problem solving was greatly appreciated. by her bosses. Her novel approach to problem solving was greatly appreciated by her bosses, novel meaning new. And then if we use innovative, it's about introducing a new way of doing things or a creative ideas, different ways to do something, something that you hadn't tried before, innovative. The company is known for its innovative products that have revolutionized the industry. So the company is known for its innovative products that have revolutionized the industry. Number 17, clean. Okay, so simple. The house is clean. The shoes are clean. The kids are clean. But if we want alternatives, pristine, pristine and Immaculate, immaculate, pristine and immaculate. So really good adjectives that you can use instead of clean, pristine and immaculate. Now, pristine means usually in perfect condition or untouched or unspoiled, pristine. So the car, when it was cleaned and polished, was in pristine condition, even though it might have been 20 years old, it was really, really clean and shining, pristine. The beach was pristine with clear blue water and white golden sand. Immaculate again something that is absolutely perfectly clean and you couldn't pick fault with it. There are no flaws at all. Immaculate. The house is pristine and in immaculate condition. Anybody would be delighted to live in it or even to buy it. Okay so the house was presented in pristine and immaculate condition. You could eat off the floor. You could eat off the floor. Pristine and immaculate. So really good words to describe. Something clean, but a nice way to describe it. Now, the opposite of clean, of course, is dirty. So this is number 18. And alternative words for dirty would be filthy. And we often use those two together. Filthy dirty, when you really want to describe something really, really dirty. Oh, it's filthy dirty in there. I wouldn't go in there. Filthy dirty. And the other one, grimy. Yeah, so something grimy is dirty. Yeah, like a really dirty oven that hasn't been cleaned for many, many months. So we can just simply say in the basic language, a dirty shirt. So it describes that the shirt isn't fresh and it isn't clean, it's dirty. But if we use filthy, it's extreme, extremely dirty, covered with filth, or in a state that you just couldn't wear it, or it's unsanitary, yeah, okay? So the kitchen was filthy after the party, and it took him two days to clean it. So the kitchen was filthy, or you could even say filthy, dirty, after the party, and it took him two days to clean it. After working in the garage all day, his clothes were grimy and covered in grease. So after working in the garage all day, his clothes were grimy and covered in grease or oil. Okay, so dirty, filthy or filthy dirty, how we use, use them together, and grimy. So something grimy and something dirty or filthy dirty. Okay, number 19. So we only got two to go. Number 19, bright. Okay, so the sun is bright today with a very simple expression, or the lights are bright. Yeah, so something that is, makes you, it's easy to see, bright. But if you want alternative adjectives, we could use radiant. Okay, radiant and gleaming. Okay, radiant and gleaming. So those adjectives sort of give you a much better description of how something looks radiant so radiant means shining brightly okay giving off a very bright glowing light the sun was radiant as it rose over the horizon the sun was radiant as it rose over the horizon filling the sky with a bright orange glow okay so wonderful picture so the sun was radiant as it rose over the horizon filling the sky with a Brilliant orange glow, so radiant. Or oh, somebody could look radiant, you know, in a beautiful dress, beautiful coat, hair, perfect. So, oh, she looks radiant, so really, really beautiful. And then gleaming, gleaming means again shining brightly with reflecting the light, okay, so a polished car. Could be gleaming. So I want that car gleaming bright when I come back. So I want you to wash and polish it because I'm going to sell it next week and it really has to look its best. Okay, now the last one, number 20, which of course is the opposite of bright. You've got the idea now, and that is dark. Okay, and the two words that we could use instead of uh, dark are dim, dim and somber. Yeah, dim and somber. Okay. So just be careful again with the pronunciation on sombre. As a simple sentence, the room was dark because the lights were switched off. The room was dark because the lights were switched off. It's a very, very simple statement. The peeling wallpaper and broken windows gave the house a gloomy appearance. Okay. So if if we're looking at gloomy or dim. Okay. So when something is dim it's dark or gloomy so we can say the peeling wallpaper and broken windows gave the house a dim and gloomy appearance dim meaning dark and dull and not so interesting and gloomy meaning not something you could see so clearly but not something very pleasant okay so dim and uh, gloomy so there are lots of words like Dark, dim, depressing, gloomy, all mean the the same thing, okay? And then when we talk about somber, somber is dark or dull in colour. So you could be dressed in a somber suit, perhaps because you're going to a funeral or perhaps because you don't like bright colours. So it's not necessarily gloomy, but they are dark and somber. So often a somber appearance when somebody's going to a funeral because it's a sad occasion. So the somber sky indicated that a storm was coming. So perhaps the sky, when you look at it, is dull and dark and there's a storm on its way. So the somber sky indicated that a storm was on its way. So when we talk about dark, we can talk about dim or gloomy, as I said, or somber. Okay. so somber can often refer to clothes or the style of clothes that somebody wears, whereas dim often refers to the light or the lack of light in a particular room or where the painting and decoration as I used in my example, the broken windows and the wallpaper peeling off the walls, give the room a gloomy, dim look, not so pleasant, not something that you'd like to rent. Okay, okay. So there you have 20 different ordinary or basic The adjectives and in each of the examples, I've given you two additional words, adjectives that you can use to replace them, Okay, So you've got 20 basic ones and you've got 40 other or extreme adjectives that you can use, more advanced adjectives that you can use in lots of different descriptions. So what you need to do, you know the drill by now, you need to practice those, Okay, So take a few of them, maybe one for each example. Practice, write a few sentences, try to think of some other situation other than the examples that I've given you because you can use them in many, many different situations. So take them, put them into sentences to practice how you describe the room that you live in or the car that you drive, or the office that you work in, or the restaurant that you go to visit. Try to use some of those adjectives, not the the good and the bad and the clean and the bright, but the other adjectives. See how you get on with them. If you have problems or you struggle, look it up in the dictionary or better still, come back to me. Okay, this is Harry thanking you for watching. thanking you for listening. As always, don't forget to join me for the next lesson.